0: Welcome back to episode nine of Coleman's Podcast. Today we have Anfield Agenda who will talk all things football, Liverpool, and how they became YouTube sensations. Sit back, relax, and enjoy.
1: Right, so Craig, we'll start. My name's John. Just to start off with it's great to see you. it's actually an honor to have you here. Just to say
2: first. Um, oh, don't be silly, it's my pleasure, John. Thank you.
1: <laughs> no problem. Right, so the first question we have is uh simply not. how did you first get into football?
2: Oh, God, that's a really good question. I don't think, genuinely don't think I've ever been asked that simple, that question. Um, How did I first get into football? I think I first got into sport in Liverpool when we lost 2-0 to Arsenal. I was watching it on TV as an eight-year-old kid, absolutely memor- mesmerised that Arsenal beat us 2-0 at Anfield to win the old first division title. But I, I guess I got into football because of my holidays to Santa Ponsa with my family growing up. I watched Barcelona a lot over there. And bought my first Barcelona shirts when I was about five or six, and that's probably it. I'd love to say it was in my family or my dad was into it, or I've no brothers and sisters. My dad wasn't really into football, so I just found my way. I just found my way by watching it on TV, really. Yeah, no, I think that's a lot of people could relate to that, definitely. And um, so,
1: moving on, we've Connor here as well, kind of in the waiting room with us. So, what gave yourself and Connor the idea to start on YouTube? <laughs>
2: It was definitely Connor's idea. I have to give him all the credit. I mean, I am I did a podcast for a couple of years. It was really good. But when you do a podcast, uh, you put it out into the world and you don't have immediate feedback. You kind of have to wait for your podcast statistics and stuff. So with YouTube, it gave me that instant feedback, that instant interaction with an audience. Um, and it was great for my social interactions and stuff. So Hundred percent credit to Connor. It was down to him. I w- I never would have. I would have thought I was too old to start on YouTube. Being entirely honest with you. So it was thanks to Connor pushing it. Gee, that's great. And when you started, was it like we recording videos, or did you go straight into live streaming, like it is now? Um, with YouTube, we went straight into live streaming, like it is now. It was strange because I'd never watched youtube content really so i went into youtube in my first live stream not knowing what the norm was what people do so i just replied to the chat and just start talking away and having fun and yeah that was it i, I didn't watch like i would never seen any other football youtube content other than little clips of the united stand that's about it
1: well yeah and um so obviously you decided that you know, pursuing streaming um when did you think this was the best way forward because like myself like i was just thinking this must have been a brave decision because back when you started streaming wasn't the most popular like venue of, of content making content you know so it must have been quite a brave decision
2: yeah when i was growing up you would have had very few opportunities to go into media content without going through college or becoming a journalist and things like that so for me it was certainly a brave new world Because You know I, I come from a background Of radio I did pirate radio And stuff when I was younger um, And if you were to tell me When I was in my 20s Even or Early 30s That you could Make a living Talking about football To your computer And people from all around The world would watch I never ever Would have believed that And still now I still don't believe It's all real I pinch myself I just can't process That this is actually a job
0: When did you decide That Liverpool Was your team?
2: Oh, me night, no, as I said, that game against Arsenal when we lost 2-0, first division. Even though we lost, I was mesmerized as a kid just watching Anfield and seeing the cops stand up and applaud these Arsenal players who just took the league title away from them. I just felt something different about Liverpool. I just got drawn to it. I, I don't know about Connor though, but yeah, for me it's I I'm still back in the olden days. So Connor probably has some Stephen Gerrard story or something.
3: But Gerard was a big part To be fair I think a lot of it was My friends in primary school Were Liverpool fans And my uncles were My own family Weren't much into football But like Any kind of sway I had Was towards Liverpool And then like Growing up watching The likes of Steven Gerrard Peter Crouch Dirk Kuyt, Like I yeah. just loved All them lads um, Yeah So it's Just it's, like Craig said Like the fans The, path, the Looking at the cop Like you just It's impossible not to be drawn in Compared to other clubs
1: <laughs> What's your opinion On the new signing Of Luis Diaz
2: it's tough to know, yeah, isn't it? I mean, certainly, I'm, I won't lie, I've, I've only really got to grips with it the last week or two, looking at YouTube clips like everybody else and trying to figure out what, what we've even got, but this guy looks like an absolute bundle of energy. Loves a nutmeg, which I think we're going to love yeah, as well. A touch, yeah. There's a touch of Luis Suarez about him, dare I say it, with a bit of Sadio yeah. Mane in there, so looks like it's going to be an exciting time, and the fact that we we managed to annoy Spurs so much really just makes it all the better, I think. <laughs>
3: Definitely, the Spurs aspect is great, yeah. And then, like, um, like, yeah, having extensively watched at least six minutes of highlights on YouTube, like he's he's the best player in the world. What else can we say? Do you think Salah is worth four hundred k for a contract?
2: It's hard to rationalise that any human being is worth that much money, isn't it? A week yeah. like four hundred grand, but you can only look at the comparables, and he could get that elsewhere. Um, I think his talent dictates that he probably will get close to it. And I'm certainly on the side of giving him a contract, and I'll certainly be screaming very loudly at FSG if he's not given a contract. I'd imagine Connor's kind of the same.
3: Yeah, like who else are you going to get in, regardless of money? If you sign someone else and give him two hundred grand, they're just not going to replace him. So just give him the money now. Grand, he's there for the next five years. Brilliant. No no headaches. Do you have a second favorite team?
2: 100% Barcelona for me. Always been the, the closest, except the day we beat them. Obviously, the day we had to play them in the, the Champions League semis. But for me, Barcelona have always kept a, an eye out for Barcelona. Results bought their shirts and seen a lot of our good players, unfortunately, head that way over the years to Barcelona, like Luis Suarez, Felipe Coutinho. So, yeah, Barcelona for me.
3: I have a little bit of a soft spot for Fulham, and I have no idea why. I just always liked them growing up for some reason as a second team. Other than that, maybe like Bohemians in Dublin, they're quite like following the League of Ireland a bit as well. What's your favorite memory of Ireland soccer?
2: Oh, this is so much easier for me, mate, because Connor's absolutely got nothing, nothing to work with here. <laughs> Italia 90, definitely. I mean, it, for my generation, Italia 90. Felt like Ireland arrived on the world scene, not just as a footballing power, but as a country, and it was amazing. I don't think I've ever had a better footballing summer than that year, nineteen ninety. So for me, hundred percent Italian ninety.
3: I loved. Um, I think it was it Euro twenty sixteen? We qualified. I was at Di Viva for the playoff against Bosnia, John Walter scored two. We went through, and then like um Robbie Brady's header against Italy, like that was just brilliant. Like, you know, that probably doesn't compare to Italian 90 at all, but that was like, yeah, the absolute peak of Irish football in my lifetime, at least. What do you think about Shane Lang's goal against Germany?
2: It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It wasn't, um, it doesn't quite have the same memory for me as Robbie Keane's against Germany. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was brilliant. Shane Long's, br- I love his attitude, by the way. I've always loved Shane Long In an Ireland shirt. Um, I actually i put him right up there, I really would. I, I really like Shane Long as a lad. Um, Connor goes as I said, Connor's a lot more interested in League of Ireland and Irish football than I will be, in all honesty. But yeah, it was a great goal because he, he's a good lad as well. Shane Long,
0: what are your thoughts on the current youth teams coming up in Ireland
2: again? Um, very proud that Stephen Kenny's been able to give some youth players a chance. And it's great to see, obviously, a Colconian, a Grieving-Kelleher make his way through to uh, to the Liverpool first team and the Irish team. But, yeah, it's great to see these guys come through. And, again, we were only talking about this the other day, myself and Connor. You see, again, a young, young Heffernan going to sign for AC Milan the other day. I mean, to sit here as an Irishman and look around and see other young Irishmen going and signing for AC Milan, that's just... Amazing. So proud (laughs) of them. And yeah, I think, again, if you want to go a bit deeper into it, you can see right now that a lot of European clubs are looking at Irish youth because they can't sign, if you can't be saying the English clubs anymore until they're 18 because of Brexit, it used to be 16, now it's 18. So again, it's giving these young Irish players a chance on on the world stage. And um, I know Connor as well, as he said, goes for lots of League of Ireland games. So he's seen some of these guys like Bazimini coming through and that playing with rovers. Uh, it's just really impressive and it's great for the future of Irish football.
3: Stephen Kenny there as well. Like he, like he is the man to bring true to the young talent if there's going to be young talent there. So like I think people were giving out about him for the first few games. But I feel like if he stays there for a couple of years, he will build a decent team out of these young lads.
1: What are your favourite sports other than football?
3: Um just gotten into a bit of boxing recently, true Craig. Craig's a big boxing fan. Uh watch the darts sometimes. I've just started watching a bit of Formula One. Um None. None is nearly as much as soccer or football, but like I keep a casual interest in a few. Really, um, I was at the AJF last uh, September. In Wembley. That was good. or in Spurs Stadium. Sorry. Um, yeah, just kind of casual in other sports, but yeah, mainly it was football, soccer.
2: Oh, yeah. no, I absolutely live boxing as much as football. I love it. It's definitely my second sport starts after that because just the atmosphere that it creates but it's, it's, nothing really provokes the same emotion as a Liverpool game but Boxer would probably be second
0: which other football YouTubers have you worked with and who are your favourites
2: oh god who have we worked with who's my favourites uh, I'm going to cheat here a little bit and try and disguise Jack Bate as a football YouTuber for a second <laughs> He works at West Ham TV, so I'm going to take that one. I thought that was brilliant. Work with Jack May and Pie Face was amazing. Two absolutely lovely, lovely lads who just make you smile when you work with them. Um, other than that, my, my, our closest friends will probably be Mark Albers at the United Stand and Drawdy from the United Stand. We get along really well with them. Um, but, yeah, this is definitely Connor's scene more than it is mine, so he'd have probably a longer list.
3: And the likes of um, Matt Hayes, he's from Limerick. I'm not sure if you guys know him. Um, Joe Wainman, he's a lead fan, he's really good. Like, there's a lot of like young people coming through doing podcasts and stuff as well, which is great. I know Matt himself won third Place and some award recently, so like brilliant to see. Especially the Irish people as well. Because, like, we are kind of a little bit... like It's harder to get into this industry from outside of England, so it's great to see them kind of lads getting on well.
1: You have been very outspoken about your dislike for AFTV. In your head, is there anything they could do that could change your opinion on them? And would you ever consider talking out your issues with one of their members?
2: So AFTV, AFTV, what can I say? Um, I don't like the style of content. I call it like the Jeremy Kyle effect. It, I think it shows what football fan content can be in a bad light. But in the same way... They were the first one that are supposed to really put football fan content on a map. We unfortunately or fortunately know some stuff privately that obviously can come into the public domain about, you know, people who've worked and been there. But I just don't like the style of content really. It's not a personal thing for me so much. It's um it's just not my cup of tea. I think it's just car crash, car crash YouTube, and it's it's just the lowest common denominator for me, but I'm really trying to bite my tongue here because, I, I, yeah, as you said, I'm very unspoken on it. But I don't know how I actually don't know how Connor feels about AFTV, in all honesty.
3: Yeah, I don't like him. Like you said, this is the kind of Jeremy Kyle over exaggerated, over dramatic stuff every week. Um, I know, obviously, like people criticize them for being over dramatic and getting the views on the negatives, but then like you don't really choose who watches, like people will gravitate towards that kind of content. Like we've even seen it with our own. Like when we lose, we do ten more numbers sometimes because you're to watching someone just going, "Yeah, but like if someone's screaming their head off, that's funny content." So like, I see both sides of it, but yeah, I'm not not a fan. What is a favorite memory of yours so far on YouTube?
2: Oh God, um, it's it's got to be the Barcelona game for me. It has to be that that comeback. I mean, yeah. Some some game. Me. So even thinking about that now makes me smile, and the fact that I was able to share that moment you know, usually you're with your mates or you're at home with your family or something, or you're at the game, for are looking mm-hmm. up, but be able to share that moment with a load of people live at the same time from different parts of the world. Um, yeah, that was special. What about you, Connor?
3: Um, I think the Champions League final, I just remember that night being really fun, it was on the watch along that night in Craig's house, and it was just sharing those memories and having. Just actually, it's weird and the Fido's brilliant as well. So, yeah, probably in his league final.
1: What does being Irish mean to you?
2: A lot to me. I think the greatest asset of this country to me is the people, 100%. I mean, they're the nicest, most friendly, less, most self deprecating. And I mean that in a positive way. I love anybody who can take the uh, mickey o themselves, and Irish people do that well, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. So for me, yeah, it's definitely the people that I love about this country. It's my favourite thing about being Irish.
3: Yeah, for me, it's well, it's to people. Like like Craig said, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We have a laugh. We love a drink, of course. Um, yeah, it's just like you're never going to the meet. meet. Like, you go anywhere in Ireland, you sit down anywhere and you talk to any Irish person, you're having a nice conversation. Like, it's just a great country, isn't it? The people are brilliant. Do you prefer solo streams or working in groups?
2: I'm, I'm a bit selfish. I'd have to say I love the solo stuff if i'm being really honest i mean i love chatting with the guys but the whole point of this for me is about interacting with people in real time so i, I love the, the solo watch-alongs but i mean paddy in particular is just a box of fun and a box of tricks he's a um, he's, he's a great guy um yeah i like the solo stuff i don't know which one connor prefers
3: um i suppose from a bigger picture like we're always, we, we never wanted to build a channel just around one person like we always wanted to have a few different opinions so like it's good to have a mix or even, like, I often find it funny watching it, like, Craig will have a strong opinion, then Paddy's there saying, nah, I don't agree, and they're having the bickering back and forth. Like, like that does add another dimension to it. You kind of get a bit of an echo chamber otherwise of just Craig's opinion. So, like, you need a good mix. Like, I do enjoy watching either, or, like, I think big picture, you kind of need a few people around you as so. well. What are your thoughts on Diaz?
2: Hard to know, yeah, but um, exciting. Exciting, and the idea of having... Salah, Mane, Firmino, Jada, Diaz as five attacking players at Liverpool Football Club is certainly more appealing to me than Divock Origi, and Piumi Minamino. So, yeah, very excited by him personally.
3: Yeah, excited yeah. but then scared that we'll probably end up selling someone new because we bought him. So there is that.
1: <laughs> Does Mane deserve a new contract?
2: See, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, a manipulative SOB. So for me, yes, give him a new contract even if you plan to sell him because you're protecting his value. But I do believe that he deserves to be to be rewarded, especially seeing as he's on. I think the lowest of the old, the old guard of, of forwards. Um it is a difficult one, though. I don't know how Connor feels about it, but I'll give him a new contract, yes. Yeah, I'd agree, with,
3: definitely with the value thing. Yeah. even if we are planning to sell, just get him tied down, sell him on for more later, or even like with Diaz coming in now, he'll probably push Mane on to another level. So it's worth keeping an eye on him for the next six months with that. Do you think Fabio Carvalho deal is still on or is it dead in the water?
2: Oh no, I I think it gets done. If you look at it from the outside, the real talent point for me was the Nico Williams loan. I think that was just a sweetener with Fulham. Um, Fulham won't want to lose him outside of, to Eng- outside of England because they will get next to nothing in compensation for his, his football training and education. So, yeah, I think we'll probably see that deal announced in a pre-contract agreement in the next few weeks. But he's a really exciting young talent, Fabio Carvalho, and, um, Yeah, I hope it gets done, especially the, the figures that have been spoken about, like between 7-10 million. I think it should get done and I hope it gets done.
0: Who do you think will be Liverpool's next manager?
3: I think it has to be Gerrard, or not has to be, but it's the most natural fit, isn't it? Or him, or Pep Linders, or maybe even a mix of both of them. Um, it's like Gerrard seems to be doing a decent job with Villa so far. So like, even if he can take them to top six or eight in the next few years, he'll probably. It, it's just it's just going to be him, isn't it? If we just let's just accept it now. It will be Gerrard.
2: <laughs> I agree with Connor, but I would probably give it the Pep Linders because. I just don't think he has the profile high enough to become the manager now. But I think Pep Linders has done an amazing job as, as a, a coach at the team. And his football and brain is, I remember he did an article with the Athletic, a regular article throughout the Euros and just getting to read that. And, and you know, somebody who's been around football my entire life, I like to think I know it. And then I read his stuff and I realise I know nothing compared to these guys. And they have a lot to learn. And yeah, so for me, probably Linders, but I agree with Connor, it will be Gerard.
1: How would you like to be remembered?
2: How do I like to be remembered? Oh, God. Um, Genuinely, I'd like to eventually create some type of a legacy around mental health in Ireland. Seriously, all joking aside, because I think it's a shambles at the minute. Uh, I think that your generation of a daughter who's 17 as well, I think they're brilliant. They're brilliant with regards to speaking up, with regards to protecting each other. So I hope that I can maybe create some type of a legacy around mental health in Ireland.
3: Yeah, it's not something I've already talked about too much just yet. Um, I suppose, like, the main thing to me is I want people to remember me as just a nice person who's done good, um, helped a few people out, done some cool things. I don't have like massive aspirations for stuff. But yeah, if I could just be remembered as a generally good person, that's probably enough for me. Man, thanks for such a great chat. Thank you so much for the guys for taking the
0: time to chat to us. If you enjoyed this episode, follow our socials on Instagram and Twitter at Coleman's podcast. And as always...
2: of a stone there's a golden sky and the sweet